Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! Welcome, all you rockers, rockettes, and everything in between. You have joined us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. We are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. One track at a time, you know the drill. I am your co-host, Mark Kamira, with me as always from the Great White North, Corey Morissette. Corey, how you feeling? Does it feel like autumn season yet? Not this week. Uh, last week, I would have said sure, you know, but this week we're into the, uh, you know, 80s and 90s again, so... Uh, plus 32 here in Canada tomorrow. So that that's, uh, you know, in the 90s uh, for you American folks. So uh, not quite feeling like it's so uh, dyslexic this time of year. We're either like really, really hot or really, really cold. It could probably snow tomorrow and then I'll melt by Saturday. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to enjoy the warm weather while it's while it's here. Uh, how about things in uh, Tennessee there? You're avoiding any nasty weather there? Well, we uh, we we seem to have had uh, we stole your autumn weather. Actually, it's been relatively Good. cool all week which is great um uh we are probably gonna see a little bit of uh residual or like a little bit of what's left over from the hurricane as it plows on through um but it won't hit us as hard as it's hitting uh the uh the southern u.s so be safe all you florida people because this thing looks like it's devastating so yes. be safe be careful i'm sure we'll see a little bit of rainfall in the next uh, couple of days from that but until then it's been beautiful nice crisp and clear uh but chilly so autumn is in season and uh i'm here for it because halloween vastly approaches um <laughs> but enough about that we'll get into that more as we go along uh cory what have we got in van halen news anything in particular Oh, not much at all. There's actually been a ton of Van Halen news. Um, of course, last night, as we're recording this on a Wednesday, was the Taylor Hawkins tribute concert, the uh, Los Angeles version. And uh, Wolfgang was back on that show. Uh, they broke out Panama and Hot for Teacher and uh, tore the house down again. Absolutely slayed it. You can watch the clips on the Van Halen news desk. I recommend everybody go check them out. They're fantastic. Um, also, Daily Roth dropped the third uh, of his uh, mysterious studio live uh classics that he's been recording dance the night away uh came out this Ooh. week and um actually last week on our show we had the dlr cast boys on and i listened to their show this past monday and they're talking about what's the point of these because they're they're not for casual fans because casual fans would want to hear the van halen versions they're not for diehards who is he marketing this shit for because they're not for sale they're not on spotify or apple or anything or they're just on his youtube page hard to figure out what what diamond dave is thinking here I think maybe I have the answer. The answer, he's doing it for himself. He's doing it so that he can, I guess, maybe prove, uh, if not to us, the audience, then to himself that, hey, look, I can still do these. Remember these songs? I can still do them. Check me out. Whether or not he... Yes, I was going to say, whether or not he can actually do them is is up for debate. As I said, uh, when we... uh, discussed the song last week i was like yeah he sounds tired um he sounds of his age for sure so i don't know that i'm ready to listen to uh whatever rendition it is now of dance the night away but look more power to you dave like you, you no one can tell you to quit no one can say uh you can't do it because you're doing it regardless so kudos we are proud of you um, now, uh mark we, we should say we're not alone here today and there's one more person whose opinion I want to get on this. Uh, he reached out to us way back in April about coming on the show. He's a 40-year-plus a Van Halen fan. Brian, how's it going tonight, my friend? What's up, guys? How are you tonight? Oh, we're fantastic. Any, any Wednesday night we get to listen to Van Halen, we're pretty happy. So have you been checking out the uh, Diamond Dave uh, quote-unquote classics he's been releasing the last few weeks? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a fan of um, the Roth-era music. 
Um, and, you know, um, I mean, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. I mean, um, how can you not love the guy? But, um, I mean, I, I, my voice is destroyed after uh, after I scream three three times. So you know, God love him. You know, um, whatever he does, I support. And um, yeah, I, so. I agree. Just just do your thing. And uh, I, I know the guys on the DLR cast. They kind of mentioned that that they've been speaking with people in Dave's camp, uh, not just guys who have had cups of coffee with them, guys within his inner circle who have no idea what the hell Dave is thinking nowadays. But you know, what? just <laughs> let him let him do his thing. He's not yep. hurting anybody. Put him on your YouTube. I, I I checked it out. This third one is probably the weakest of the three, uh, but I'm interested to see what's coming down the pike next. It seems like whenever Wolfgang gets in the news, uh, Dave drops another track. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Um, you you mentioned the Taylor Hawkins thing, and um, man, if you didn't get goosebumps watching and and listening to Wolfie, um, you know I I know I did that hot for teacher um, thing was just incredible and. Um, you know, there's so many millions of people that that play Van Halen music and and guitarists and and people that can play the notes, but can't really play it. And uh, I'm telling you, I, I mean, the, the way I heard it, I just couldn't believe how well Wolfie was playing that. Just the timing and the rhythm, and um, to hear him play "Hot for Teacher" was was goosebumps all the way, man. It was awesome. Absolutely, and he makes it look easy. That that, that that's the right? interesting part. Right? He's just up there, just like it's nothing. Here we go, yeah. "Hot for Teacher." Yeah, I agree. That's like it's it's one of those things, uh, especially a tune like that, often imitated, never duplicated. And yep. while I, I don't think Wolfie duplicated it, he made it feel like it wasn't an imitation, um, which uh, and maybe that's because it's him. Maybe he has the the name uh, to to go along with it. So it's like this is in my blood. So, of course, here you go. Um, but it it didn't feel like an imitation. It felt like. No, I'm playing this. I'm I'm gonna put my own spin on it. Yes, it's gonna sound like my dad because, well, hello, he's my dad. So, uh, and that's not that's not a, a an easy thing to do because you know, I, coming from someone who do who does a lot of uh, tribute night shows where we are playing songs that you all love, a lot of times it is just a an imitation um, because that's the nature of the show. But uh, we try to we try to put our own little spin on it so that it provides a fresh take. To me, it felt fresh when Wolfie was playing. It felt familiar yet fresh, if that makes any sense whatsoever. So, yeah, I echo that statement. Yep. Good stuff. And the, the best part is uh, Wolfie sent out a tweet uh, a few years ago saying, I honor my dad by existing and doing what I do every day. I'm not fucking playing Panama for you guys. <laughs> and then he quoted that tweet uh, last night and then put the little upon you know little thing twice i'm not gonna play it twice, twice. not gonna yeah. play it twice <laughs> you'll I you'll get that. it this once yeah i thought that was fantastic <laughs> yeah i i caught that too that was great wolfie's keeping on keeping on and uh uh god love the taylor hawkins tribute shows these are uh, absolutely wonderful i'm glad to see uh so many people are digging it um speaking of digging it though now comes the time in the show where we uh, we go over to our polls, the rockin' poll, as I like to call them, uh, to discuss what the fans, you, the listener, the audience, had to say about uh, the songs that we covered. So, uh, Corey, if you have that up, what did the people what did the people say about our song last week? All right, last week we did "You and Your Blues" from a different kind of truth, and it was pretty definitive. Seventy nine point four percent. What dreams are made of. 20.6%, this dream is over. So there's a resounding win for you and your blues from a different kind of truth. And the, the comments uh, uh, all pretty much reflect that. Uh, they even kind of <laughs> chime in on whether the respin was in order. Of course, I controversially uh, respun because uh, we initially landed on a pl uh, Pleasure Dome from For Unlawful. That I, we had two Dave guys on the show. We couldn't spin one of the worst Sammy tracks. So I, I'm not, I don't regret Fair. it at all. We're probably going to get it tonight, though, with Brian here. So Maybe, maybe. All right, should we get to some comments? We should. Okay. Uh, Davey says, uh, granted, DLR's voice has not aged well and strains in the chorus. Still, the lyrics are well-written and EVH's brown sound guitar tone has returned. All that is more than enough for this to be what dreams are made of. Additionally, I cried during this song after Eddie Van Halen's passing. So thank you very much for that, Davey. Yeah. Uh, the Van Halen lyrics account says... Great song. Eddie's tone is awesome as always. One, our only thing missing, Michael Anthony's background vocals. Uh, Don't we I, know it? Yeah. Yeah. 
it, and and Wolfie did a great job, but it's just mm-hmm. it doesn't quite seem right without Mike Lansky in there, right? Uh, let's see. Jonathan says this is my favorite song off of uh, a different kind of truth. But after I listened to the pre-chorus, could not stop thinking this belonged on Eat 'Em and Smile. Great song, great musicianship, great lyrics. Interesting. Well, I'm, a, I'm a fan what of Eat 'Em and Smile. So, yeah, yeah, I, I'll, I'll go along with Jonathan on that one. How about you, Brian? Are you a fan of David's solo stuff? What about Eat 'Em and Smile? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I thought it was great. Um, didn't, um, didn't Ted Templeton, um, do that with, with Dave and, and his band? He did. Yes, he did. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he had a great band. He had Steve I. I mean, they, they, they had some great songs. Um, yeah. I was a big fan, uh, especially at the time, but yeah. Fantastic album. Absolutely. Uh, Yelnick says it should have been the lead single would have blown that album and tour wide open. Uh, so there you go. Do you think uh, you and your blues should have been the first single instead of tattoo? I don't know about that, but uh, well, over to, I'm trying to remember how uh tattoo goes. So maybe actually, maybe it should have, um, but uh, I don't know. We'll have, we'll have to uh, revisit that question when we get to uh, the, the track tattoo. That's right. It's still on there. Uh, mm-hmm. Heath McCoy, friend of the show, uh, Past and future guest says, I've been advocating for the greatness of the criminally overlooked A Different Kind of Truth since it came out, but this is one of the few cuts I usually skip. You guys actually brought me a greater appreciation of this one. So wow. uh, that's awesome, Heath. Thanks for that. And uh, Sean Geek and Fast Fred uh, said the same same boat for them. So they agreed with that sentiment. Right on. All right. Greg says, this is one of the new songs that are Different Kind of Truth, which was not reworked from old material. It shows how great Van Halen still is. They can evolve their songwriting and sound, stay true to themselves, and put out incredible new music. Best cut on the album. Wish they played it when I saw them. And that that's a, a big one there. We wish uh, they would have played that that whole tour. But mm-hmm. Maybe vocally a little challenging for Dave to bust that out every night. I mean, probably, especially considering the uh, the era, the time frame in which they would have been touring. Uh, yeah, that's probably legit. Yeah, uh, I listen to You and Your Blues, and I think if this is the direction Van Halen music would have been going had they done another album in, say, 2015 and, and all that, like, we would have had some really great stuff coming up. That's a fair assessment, I think. All right, Michael says that whole album is really solid. Totally agree with that. Uh, Kyle agrees and says, I love it. A triumph. <laughs> and uh, Mason says, one of Dave's best vocals. He lays himself out for that one, but Will says, and it's still not that great. Will is uh, notoriously a Sammy guy. Uh, so I, I don't think he was a real fan of uh, a different kind of truth or you and your blues. So there's a dissenting opinion there. Well, I I appreciate you, Will, as a fellow Sammy guys, but uh, you know, I was like, I don't know if I agree with his assessment, but I appreciate it. You know, I think I caught Will on uh, Twitter uh, last week, kind of getting into it. Every once in a while, the conversation comes up between who is more successful, Dave or Sammy, and all the Dave oh. guys say, you know, Dave sold twice as many records, and all the Sammy guys say. Yeah, but they were all sold during Sammy's time because they were more popular. Both those things are true. Uh, so if you're kind of in our boat where you like both, it's like, yeah, they're both true. They're both fine. But the absolute Dave guys are like, no, Dave's the best. He sold more. The Sammy guys are like, no, Sammy's the best. They were more popular. So the debate continues. Absolutely. It's not going away anytime soon. Where no, do you stand never. on that, Brian? You said you kind of gravitated more to the early Dave stuff. Are you a hardcore Dave guy and hate Sammy? No, don't, don't hate Sammy. Uh that era at all i i love it all i you know very different uh types of music but i i love them both man um i listen to the raw stuff more but uh you know if if you're really a fan and, and you give uh that sammy stuff a a good chance some of the songwriting and the different sounds that ed got into and um you know uh was just incredible but uh no i i, I could never say i i hate either for sure 100% agree. Thanks for that. There you go. Uh, Kevin Brown from the Tom Petty Project says, don't love the pre-chorus. Kind of reminds me of those 90s Blink-22 uh, uh, pop punk bands. Don't love the lyrics either in the verses, but the chorus is great. Musically, and the lyrics are strong, and the lead line is top-notch. Musically sounds closer to Van Hagar than Van Roth. Don't hate it, don't love it, other than the lead line. So there's kind of a meh uh, from, from the- Kevin Brown. There's a lot to break down with uh, with those tweets, and I'm just going to start right here. What the hell's wrong with 90s Blink-182, sir? What, <laughs> right? What's wrong with that? Don't you? I will not stand for that slander. <laughs> not in the slightest. Also, uh, I like that Kevin also had the uh, – the. he also agrees that the music sounds more uh, sort of – van hagar like than uh than the roth era that's very very interesting um 
interesting assessment there. Um, I'm still not going to get over that uh, comment about 90s blank, but it's fine. We'll we'll move on from that. <laughs> when we get Kevin back on the show, you're going to have to confront him about that comment. So. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, I shall. <laughs> oh, our old buddy False Premise says, DLR is a wordsmith on this one. Love it, love it, love it. There you go. Well, there you uh, go. Will, Will again, uh, Will Langner says, uh, vocal ruin, vocals ruin it for me. Sounds like a Hagar era tune, but lacks the vocals of Sam and Mike. There's another there guy who kind of thought it, yeah. it sounded like a, yeah, a, a Sammy era type track. I thought it was kind of more of a hybrid between Sammy and, uh, and Dave eras uh, on that one. We had some Dave elements, some Sammy elements. I can see where they might think it's a little bit more of the Van, ha Van Hagar sort of era, but uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's more of like a, a blend of the two. And finally, uh, most people have been coming out and saying, uh, good call, uh, respitting away from Pleasure Dome, uh, especially <laughs> with two David Lee Roth guys on the show. One person who did not agree, uh, Airhead 3 says, for shame, Corey Morissette. Beauty of the show is introducing people to a song and getting their reactions. Pleasure Dome with the DLR guys would have been fun. That was your one mulligan. So there you go. I've used up my mulligan. That's, that's all I got. Uh, that said, You and Your Blues is a great song. Wolf Shines with the baseline octave drops. 100% agree. Uh, sorry, Airhead. I was in the moment. I, I warned you. I warned you what happened. At least that was the only one. That was one the only person. one. That's true. At least it was just the one, but I knew it. I knew someone would take umbrage with our, uh, our change <laughs> of the show. Um, but uh, yes, uh, where I'm, I'm with you there, Airhead 3, but also the show, I think uh, uh, it, it did better for it. So there's yes. always, we still we still have plenty of, of time to go left in this wheel, plenty of tracks to go over. We will get to Pleasure Tome in no time. Mark my words. Absolutely. I, I regret nothing. Uh, I'm just going to say that. The, we, having <laughs> the DLR guys on for you and your blues, I thought was fantastic. Uh, we're probably going to spend Pleasure Dome tonight. Uh, that's my oh, prediction. <laughs> See, I don't want Pleasure Dome now. It's <laughs> like this is the time I don't want Pleasure Dome. I need somebody something on, good. That yeah, I, well, I hear you. Somebody on Twitter actually recommended if we spin Pleasure Dome, we should uh, uh, do the live version from uh, live right here, right now, because it's better. And I agree, like the live version of Pleasure Dome, much much better than than the studio track. But I've used up my one mulligan. I, I can't bend the rules anymore. So you have so we i don't know we'll we'll, we'll have to uh if we come across that bridge we'll have to uh we'll have to see we'll have to see so be on the lookout listeners uh for what may come uh but with that said we don't want to hear i know Corey doesn't want to hear pleasure dome i don't want to really. hear pleasure dome so it's it's more along the lines of what do we want to hear and that's when i ask what shall we manifest what shall we we strongly send our energy to the wheel to give us uh and since we have a guest brian what song you're on the show now it's your first time on the show is there a particular van halen track you'd like to hear for this show or if uh if you want to be a little bit more broad about it is there a particular uh album that you'd like to hear us uh talk talk about tonight well i mean if you're gonna tee it up for me and and just ask me what song you know um i've been into the uh isolated guitar track stuff on youtube uh lately and uh if you haven't done that i highly recommend it dude it's incredible mm -hmm. and um the one i'm into right now is i'm the one and um you know, it's just, it's mind blowing just to hear the isolated guitar tracks. I mean, there's a whole society on YouTube dedicated to just, you know, kind of trying to capture, you know, and, and play Van Halen and capture that. And again, like I said before, people can play the notes, but they, they, they can't get it. And uh, mm. there was one, one great, great um, video on YouTube. I forget the guy's name. He's played in some big bands too. He's got some really great stuff. And he said, you know, nobody's ever been able to get that shuffle down uh from i'm the one and and uh so if you're asking me that's my jam dude <laughs> all right well then there you go so perhaps manifest it real real hard and the wheel will be kind um sometimes <laughs> the wheel is kind when we have a guest sometimes the wheel is not um yeah, i've heard Corey. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly uh cory how about you what what are you feeling tonight what what shall it be what do you want the wheel to very much give us well, I tell you what I'd like more than anything is to get a pleasure dome, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, because it, <laughs> the weather is so nice here for the end of September. I can't believe it. It's going to be super warm tomorrow. It feels like summer. So give me some 5150 and some summer nights. That's what I'm hoping for Ooh. tonight. Ooh, summer nights. 
Love it. All right. That would be a good one, too. I would not be mad about that. I, there are two I would like to hear, actually. I would I would very much like to bring in uh, Amsterdam just for, if nothing else, just because we know we'll have another guest on the show, and that would make me delightfully happy. Uh, <laughs> that's my nine, totally non-biased opinion. But actually, I'm going to re-manifest a song that I wanted to hear uh in the, pr- the previous episode uh, and that's ain't talking about love that's one of my favorite van halen tracks and i cannot believe we still have not spun it i would really love it i i that song just just pumps me up in a in a way that just it i need it i very much need it it's been a tough week and a tough two weeks i need to hear a rocking powerhouse van halen tune like that please give it to me will uh, or give me any of the songs that uh, we we have suggested because that would be great. But uh, Corey used his mulligan. I still have my mulligan. So it, at any point I want, if I want to use it, I'm going to use it. But uh, hopefully, <laughs> let's uh, it it won't come to that. But whenever you are ready, whenever Sammy is ready, Brian, Corey, I'm ready. Let's spin the wheel. All right, it's going to prime it up, get some shuffles going there, and yep, here still we go. priming. It's fine. Here we go! All right. Well, I got the album right. I got the song wrong. It's Ooh, Dreams from 5150. Wow. This is Lovely. a big one, boys. Not mad about it at all for all the obvious reasons. <laughs> How could you be mad at dreams? Come on. Exactly. Corey, please tell me, uh, uh, when when were you first introduced to the track of dreams? Oh, this would have been in 85, 86. Uh, you know, th- this is one of the singles, I believe, inside uh, was the B-side uh, of dreams uh, way back when. It was the second single uh, off of 5150. And uh, one of my all-time favorite Sammy tracks. I don't want to tip my hand too much here, but... Uh, you know, this is one when I'm thinking about uh, the Sammy era of Van Halen. Uh, Dreams is at the top of my list. How about you, Brian? Uh, what are your thoughts on 5150? Oh, fantastic album, man. I love 5150. I mean, um, if you remember back then how highly anticipated it was, dude, like, I mean, you know, coming out of that ugly divorce, I mean, everybody was just like, what's, what's going to happen? How's it going to sound? Uh, 5150 was incredible. They did it in a big way, big way. Yeah, how about you, Marco? What are your thoughts on fifty one fifty? I mean, well, it's it's one of the at least for me one of the primo uh, Van Halen albums, and it's of the other. If I think about the Van Hagar era, fifty one fifty comes to mind. This song, as you say, definitely comes to mind. Um, I I don't remember a time where this Van Halen song was not in my sort of uh, repertoire, my my echelon, whatever you want to call it. It's always been with me um, as far as I remember. So yeah, this is this is one of those longstanding uh, longevity Van Halen tunes. This is one of the this is one of the tracks that has made me a continuous fan of the band. And I know that might sound like a weird thing to say, but it's not. This is just this is why I love uh, Sammy Hagar in the band. This is why I love the band. It's, it, this is one of the reasons why, because I just I just think it's a really great song. All right. What do you say, boys? Let's get into it. This is Dreams from 5150. Yes. <laughs> Mark, so right off the hop, we got that keyboard that uh, Eddie was so anxious to get uh, get using uh, in the you know nineteen eighty four jump that kind of thing. Uh, here he doesn't have Dave tell, telling him nobody wants to hear you play the fucking keyboards, play the guitar. Uh, <laughs> he can kind of do whatever the hell he wants, right? We got a nice little uh, keyboard intro to, to Dreams. Yeah, it's almost like he did it uh, out of spite. It's just like Probably. Dave's not here. I'm doing it. I'm putting in more keys, and no one can fucking stop me. I dare you. Sammy's not going to stop me. He doesn't care. 
Like, like, well, say something. I dare someone to say something. Here's my intro. And he also gave you kind of a, no pun intended, the best of both worlds because he's doubling what he's playing on the keys uh, with guitar, uh, like note for note. And that's cool. I never noticed that until later in my years of listening. Um, I just thought it was just straight keys the whole time. Uh, but it's when I found out, I was like, oh, no, no, no. Listen, he's actually doubling that. That's cool. Um, and before we get into the song, let me just say at the top, because I forgot to mention it. Uh, if you were a kid of the 90s, you might recognize this song from uh, from this little movie called Power Rangers, the movie. Uh, they, they end the movie with this song. Uh, and for a lot of kids of a certain generation, this was probably their introduction to Van Halen. So. Just want to throw that out there in case uh, people listening are going like, oh, we know where that song's from. Yeah, we yes, we do. That intro, I, I was thinking about, um, uh, I think it's P Professor Rock on YouTube uh, did an interview with Sammy and he was talking about some of the songwriting, if, if you guys recall that. And that's the first thing I think about when I when I hear dreams right now is, you know, Sammy telling that story, you know, they'd come into the studio and I'm going to butcher this a little bit, but, you know, uh, with lyrics and he would give Ed some background about, you know, the lyrics and what's going on in his life right now, spiritual lyrics. And, and Ed would just say, Oh yeah, that's cool. How about this? Da, 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 da. <laughs> and, and they all kind of looked at each other and said, Oh my God, what just happened? Like, um, you know, his songwriting was just incredible. I thought that was such a cool story. That's that, uh, Sammy Hagar told about how they wrote this song. We, we talked about the differences between Dave and Sammy. Uh, Dave, <laughs> Sammy would do the odd Dave song uh, live, and Dave religiously would never do a Sammy song. He'd say, "Ah, oh, because uh, you know my era was much more popular. We, I don't have to do Sammy songs." D Dave couldn't sing that if you put a gun to his head. There's not many no. singers that can, right? That's right. Yeah, you're right. Not not to the extent that uh, uh, they could pull it off as well as Sammy could. Uh, Dave, for damn sure, could not. And look, and I know that's going to sound like, oh, look, Mark's taking a stab at, at Dave again. Like, no, I'm just spitting facts here. He does not have the vocal ability to do it. So, of course, he's going to say, no, we're not doing any Sammy tunes. And, and I have to feel like the rest of the guys in the band who probably didn't even bring it up. They just let it just Dave just out of the blue is like, yeah, I'll come back to the band, but Hey, we're not doing any Sammy tunes. And I, I feel like the rest of them trying to like looked at each other and go, I mean, duh. Cause you can't do them. <laughs> so it's like, and that's probably just me projecting, but still, um, yeah, just listen to the stuff Sammy's doing here, man. It's like that, that upper register is insane. Uh, I'm just doing some reading here on the, on the video. And uh, apparently Van Halen, they refused to make videos for any of the tracks on 5150. So Warner Brothers just kind of threw together a whole bunch of stock footage of the Blue Angels. Uh, and, and they mm -hmm. set it to Dreams doing aerial stunts. And uh, it became a surprise hit on MTV and the Navy used it as part of their recruiting effort. So <laughs> the, the only way it could have been better is if they had used Danger Zone. But yeah, Dreams from Van Halen's works too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another thing I learned is that uh, actually Wolfgang uh, cited this as being the definitive Sammy Hagar era Van Halen song. I believe the quote was, that's one of the best things my father ever wrote. Uh, so he's a big fan of this one. Well, th there you go, you guys. If it's good enough for Wolfie, it should be good enough for you. <laughs> it was already good enough for me, but boom. Run, run, run away, like a 
So there's a particular, uh, I don't know who, if you can call it a brand or a genre, but there's a particular, let's just call it brand, uh, called arena rock. I never would have called Van Halen arena rock. I would have just called them like a, a rock band or a, a heavy metal band, depending on what era you're talking about. That doesn't mean that they can't pack arenas because obviously they've done that. Uh, but when I say arena rock, I think of bands that particular their sound works well for an arena setting. You know, the biggest example I can think of is Journey. Journey is an arena rock band, uh, mm -hmm. at least at least for me, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that would agree with me. Is it weird to say that Dreams is like the Journey song, a, a Journey arena rock song for Van Halen? Because I get like just based on the vibe and uh, the way the, the song is structured and maybe it's because Sammy's just doing his thing uh, reminiscent of, of how uh, uh, Steve Perry would do his thing uh, vocally. But this is, the, this to me is just screams arena rock. Am I, am I out of line when I say that? No, not oh. at all. Yeah, no, I agree hundred percent. And, and journey is actually a really good comparison. It sounds very much like uh, journey when they kind of found their sound in the eighties with, with Steve Perry and stuff. Um, it, I think it was Bruce Kulick, uh, the guitar player for Kiss, who kind of talked about how the Van Hagar era uh, of, of Van Halen kind of opened them up musically a little bit. They weren't just kind of doing just yeah. the, kind of the heavy hard rock thing, right? They could kind of go to the, the the power pop stuff and expand their sound a little bit. Here's a great example of it. Um, one of my, uh, found this great quote from uh, Mick Jones, who was one of the producers on the album. And he said, quote, I was able to push Sammy to new heights, literally, he was singing so high that he was hyperventilating. He almost passed out. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> and yet, and yet he makes it sound like he's not trying all that hard because this is not the only time we hear Sammy like go the distance in terms of, like vocally. Like he, he does it continuously in various songs. Uh, maybe on this one, it's a, uh, the highest it's been i don't know that's that's up for debate and maybe that's something we can we can uh, uh discuss one day break it all down but yeah like i said just listen to what he's doing yeah i i 100 believe that sentiment but he still makes it sound like he can go higher if he wanted to that's uh that's not an easy thing to do oh that's not easy i wonder if he would do this one nowadays with the circle like, uh, I think he's finally started to admit as age is catching up to him that hitting those notes is a little bit tougher. Dreams might be a tough one to do live nowadays for him. I think they would do it uh, in a different key, like in a lowered key. Um, right. But uh, but yeah, like, I don't see why not. Well, here's hoping they break it out because uh, and I got to say, uh, this is maybe my favorite Sammy Hagar uh, vocal performance out of his entire mm -hmm. tenure with Van Halen, maybe out of his entire career. Like, uh, I mean, he is nailing this. That's fair. Very fair. So baby, dry your eyes. Say you all the tears you have cried. Oh, what dreams are made of. Cause we belong in a world that must be strong. But Uh, yeah, before we get into the the rip roaring solo, uh, does it sound like Alex is playing on uh, electric toms? Because it kind of it the the toms sounded uh, a little enhanced to me. I could be out of line, but uh, that that's, it sounds like maybe he's using electric toms. Oh, Brian, did you catch that? Yeah, I I, I didn't. I'll have to listen for it you know i mean there were a number of new sounds in that album obviously that's a good call though i want to i want to listen for that it's and just in he, that moment where he's like uh you know the so baby dry your eyes part where it's just alex is do 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 and it's like it's something about the the sound of the tom sounds kind of like like it's electronic synthesized yeah yeah mm -hmm. i i agree and he was uh integrating some electronic drums because uh, he had one of the biggest kits like it's all it's right. nothing lover top neil peart in his kit, but yeah. Alex was like, uh, you know, a distant second. Like he had a massive kit, and there was definitely some electric toms on that kit, especially in the '80s. So that was a good call. Well, there you go. That's a. Uh, I just, I just want to make sure I was not the only one hearing that because it just. I, I guess I had never really thought about it before until until now. 
Okay, those uh, last two roles definitely were electric. I, I, I think. <laughs> yes. Um, but, also, so the the solo. I mean, because I don't see how we can not talk about it. Uh, Eddie is throwing so much into this solo, so much so it almost feels like there's a bunch of it that doesn't belong in this song, and somehow he's blended them all together to make it work. Does it work for you? Yeah, I, um, I, it's so funny you said that. Like, I, I was just thinking, like, you know, he he uh, was a, a non-rhythmic shredder, um, but I was just going to say he has just some weird ability to play these rhythmic solos that also fit and uh, um, really, really awesome stuff. Absolutely, and uh, I was going to say that there's so much musically happening over that solo. How many times, Mark, do we... You, uh, play one of these songs and it's just like Eddie and Alex you got like Alex laying mm -hmm. the bedrock for Eddie to, to put a solo over we got Eddie playing his own rhythm on this we got the bass going we got uh, Alex kind of all over the place with the drums there's so much musically but like you said it's all kind of dialed in and, and fits together really nice it, it shouldn't work there there's a lot of it that just shouldn't work but any anytime uh Eddie kind of goes sound or sounds like he's going off the rails then you hear Alex kind of like bring him back in you know, with a roll or something, and then Eddie like changes it up into something else. Like, oh, okay, how about this? And I don't know. It just it it shouldn't work. But <laughs> this is just the uh, the mastery of Van Halen, and especially just Alex and Eddie doing what they do. Because all of that put it, if you break it all down piece by piece, it absolutely should be a part of some other song or songs. But somehow they blend it all together into this this particular track, and and it just all works. It's amazing. And you know, and credit to uh, Don Landy and Mick Jones as well, producers on this album. I thought uh, mm -hmm. very very nice engineered track as well. Mm -hmm. Mark, we haven't really got into the lyrics too much, but this is just a really nice, uplifting, positive song. And I know you mentioned you kind of had a rough week. Doesn't this make you happy just to sit down and listen to Dreams? It just kind of lifts you up in a way, doesn't it? Of course it does. And this is one of those prime examples of not all of Sammy's lyrics are terrible, you guys. <laughs> like, Sammy can write some good lyrics when he wants to. Mm -hmm. Here's a great example. Dreams. Everything about it works. It's... uh. I, I don't know if he was specifically uh, just feeling really good that day when he wrote this or if, he, if they just personally set out to like, you know what? We need a song that's just going to get people, uh, you know, lifted up and, and make them feel good. Like we need something, you know, like, I don't know. Maybe he was just feeling oddly grateful at what he was doing. The fact that, oh, my God, I'm a rock star. Holy shit. Believe in your dreams. Well, you and know, in Van Halen, he's the new guy in yeah. Van Halen with the, the biggest band in the world at that time, right? Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. Maybe it's uh, again, I'm not a rock historian, so I can't say with absolute certainty. But all I can say is maybe the inspiration to write this could have come from a fact that you know he was in a good place at the time where he said, you know what? This is awesome. I am living the dream. Ooh, dreams. I got it. And then just away we go. What do you think, Brian? Now, how does this song make you feel? What do you think of the lyrics? Yeah, I mean, going back to what you said about just um, <clears throat> making you think about Journey, I mean, uh, the way Sam hits those those high notes in the chorus is just iconic. And and yeah, I mean, I, I think about the songwriting too. I mean, I talked about, you know, Sam telling uh, um, some background about writing the song. And, and I think about it all the time when I listen to this jam. 1986 is almost like a heavyweight fight between Roth and Van Halen sometimes. <laughs> and 
you know, like, <laughs> you know, he, he, you know, Roth threw a punch with Yankee Rose and then, you know, Van Halen threw a punch with, with best of both worlds. And, and I always looked at this song as like the knockout punch in 1986. Like, like, you know, if you're Roth and Vi and those guys, and they're, they're incredible. There's, and this thing breaks and they see it on MTV. Um, and they, I just always thought they kind of looked at each other and said, Oh shit. Like, yeah, we're fine. <laughs> it's like, we can't follow this, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this was a knockout punch. And I think you're right. The lyrics, the, the, the songwriting, the production, everything just came together. And it was just, you know, just one of those unforgettable jams, you know? Yeah. Yankee Rose is cool, but did you see those jets in the video? Fuck. We can't talk that. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, I think they just looked at each other and probably said, oh, fuck. <laughs> maybe, maybe the next album, you know? Yeah, let's go bust out just a gigolo. Right. <laughs> That'll work. That'll show them, yeah. right? Right? Yeah. That's what the kids want to hear. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's Dreams from 5150, released May 1986. Wow. Uh, I would just... Oh, uh, indeed. I was checking setlist.fm, and uh, they, they play this song, obviously, quite a bit on the uh, Foreign Lawful Tour. Uh, you know, 86, 93, 95 on the Balance Tour, uh, 2004 uh, on the uh, Reunion Tour, and even uh, Gary Sharon uh, in 1998, they busted this song out 28 times. Gary Sharon can do this song, Justin. Wow. Yeah, well... I bet, you know, I bet he could, actually. I, I bet uh, a live Gary could probably do that song pretty good. I don't know if he would sound uh, as powerful as Sammy's, obviously, but uh, Gary could do it. Yeah, I believe in Gary, his ability. Just looking at some of the set lists from that tour, they did this song right before Humans Being. Huh? Well. That's a cool one, too, Punch. <laughs> yes, it. Yeah, yes, it is. And you know what, Sammy and the Circle have played this song 41 times, uh, the last uh, few times coming in 2001, So, or sorry, 2021. So with uh, the Sammy and the Circle's new album coming out as this show drops on Friday, September 30th, uh, it's called Crazy Times. Ted Templeman had a hand in that one too. Uh, you know, they're going to be out on the road uh, for, for Crazy Times. Maybe they'll bust out Dreams again. That'd be fantastic. That would be fantastic. I kind of hope they do, and I hope uh, I hope I hope they come around here so that I can actually go see that live. That would be fantastic. And hey, you know what, Sammy, if you gotta if you gotta bring the key down because look, those notes are high. I get it. Bring the key down. It's fine. It's fine. It's yeah, gonna be we gotcha. fine. We we, we understand. Gotcha. You yeah. you got nothing left to prove. <laughs> With that, Mark, it's time to yes. Vote. What we what we must prove is uh, whether or not we think the song was, in fact, what dreams are made of uh, or was this dream just over. So, Brian, you are our guest. So we're just going to go ahead and start with you. Uh, tell us, man, is the song dreams what dreams are made of or is the dream over? Yeah, that, <laughs> two thumbs up, man. Definitely what dreams are dreams are made of. It's it's one of their best best songs ever. Either era, um, you know, top five easily. Easily, yep. I think. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, and I I don't think I even have to ask, but I'm going to anyway because that's the show. Corey, was dreams the dream, or was it not the dream for you? Hmm. Coming in tonight uh, and leaving tonight, this is my second favorite song off of 5150. I'm, I'm a sucker for best of both worlds. Uh, that's like one A and this is one B. Love dreams. And I, I agree 100% with Wolfgang when he says, you know, this was kind of the pinnacle of, you know, his dad's songwriting and of the Van Hagar, if you will, era of Van Halen. It doesn't get any better. 
uh, then dreams. This encapsulates everything perfectly, even with the electronic drum rolls and stuff. And, uh, you know, not as much Mikey as you would like maybe on the bass, but uh, Eddie killing on rhythm and lead on this song and Sammy to me, th th this is the ultimate Sammy track because this is maybe my favorite Sammy vocal performance of all time. He absolutely kills this song. It's absolutely perfect by far what dreams are made of. So that means Mark, the contrarian, the guy who hates everything, the emo one, the guy who dresses in black with his guy liner on <laughs> complaining about life. What do you think? Did this one uh, lift you up or is this dream over? Perhaps I am a contrarian. Perhaps I, uh, you know, go emo from time to time. Perhaps I wear the guy liner when I'm playing dress up, but it is not this day. It is not today at all. <laughs> no, this is, uh, dude, it's dreams. This, I, I mentioned it at the top of the show or uh, before we uh, got into the song. This is the song that I have always known from Van Halen. This is just one that's always been with me. Uh, uh, you know, to, to date myself, it, this one arrived, uh, just a year before I did, uh, to put that into perspective for you. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's, it is quite literally been with me for, you know, all 35 years. And since that time, it has never wavered. I have never gotten sick of it. This is, this is one of the key songs as we've discussed that puts, a face or no, not a face, but it, this is when you think about the Van Hagar era, if you will, it's absolutely this track that should probably come to mind. There are some other great tracks, obviously, you know, my favorite song uh, of Van Halen of all time is a Van Hagar track. Spoiler alert. Um, it's not this one, but top five easily dreams is uplifting um it's got everything i think you want in a good van halen song because it's very well structured you get all you get the best of both worlds no pun intended with uh eddie's guitar you know rip roaring guitar riffs you also get the keys some people aren't into the keyboard stuff i am and then you get uh you get sammy hagar's incredible vocals and to hear that he was pushed to the limit quite literally to do this song does not shock me in the slightest, but it just makes me love it even more. You guys know I'm a, I'm a Sammy Hagar enthusiast and this song has almost all the reason to do with that. Um, so absolutely dreams are what dreams are made of. It's in the song. We've, we've heard it a lot tonight and uh, Hey, I'll go listen to it another five times tonight. Just because that is how I feel. Yes. Across the board clean sweep not a lot of suspense in this one unfortunately we yeah, yeah. <laughs> right we, we tipped our hand early and we were not swayed by listening to the song this is an absolute stone cold van halen classic even david loved it Jeez. exactly <laughs> he didn't want to admit it but you know he's he's gotta he's gotta admit it sometimes um and uh i and i will admit to you uh this is even though I manifested a completely different song and a completely different era, this is what I needed. I absolutely needed this. And uh, I, I, I feel somewhat more optimistic than I did an hour ago. And that's a good thing. It's a very good thing. So I hope, I hope you, the listener, felt the same way. I hope dreams uplifted your spirit even just a little bit because that's, uh, I think, the point of it. So uh, with that being said, let's wrap it up. Uh, Brian. You are our guest today, our fan guest. Thank you so much for, first of all, listening. Thank you for keeping up. Thank you for uh, wanting to be a part of the show. We we can't do this without uh, listeners like yourself. And so it was uh, very, very cool to have you on the show. So I hope you had a great time. Yeah, I had a great time, guys. Thank you. Put me back on the list, please. And thank you for picking, <laughs> picking, thank you for picking such a great song, man. I, I lucked out here, but yeah, man, put me back on the list. This was freaking awesome. All right, well, mm -hmm. we'll see you next April then. By, by the way, the list is looking. We've got a lot of names on it, but it was an absolute pleasure here. having you here, Brian. And yeah, we'll for sure get you back on. And uh, the, the wheel was kind. Usually the wheel is, is not nice <laughs> to our guests. Uh, maybe true. this is starting a new trend. Whenever we bring people on, the wheel will be nice to them. Yeah. It seems, very, it very seems to really like Eric Sinich, though. But uh, yeah, our other guests, not so much. <laughs> Corey, where can the good people find you? Where can they find uh, the show and all the stuff associated with it? Well, they can find me at CD Morissette on Twitter. They can find the show at Podcast Will Rock and www.podcastwillrock.com. we got some new merch on there. 
Uh, thanks to Kevin Brown. The Cult of Mariano shirts are now available uh, for all you <laughs> cult members. You can now uh, support Mariano in his wicked ways by uh, wearing his merch. Uh, we're also part <laughs> of the Deep Dive Podcasting Network. Very proud members of the Deep Dive Podcasting Map, uh, Network. We should go through the shows real quick. We have the Deep Purple Podcast, Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Skinnered Reconsidered, In the Lap of the Pods, The Magician's Podcast, Hawk Binge, Maiden A to Z, Diary of the Mad Men, The Metal Gods Podcast, Universally Speaking, uh, Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited, So Far, So Pod, So What, The Tom Petty Project, Backtracks, Steam Music, and the granddaddy of them all, Team Bones Prime Cut. So check out all those great shows on the Deep Dive Podcast Network. And Mark, uh, where can the fine folks find you? Oh, you can find me at Mark the Bat on Twitter and Instagram. That is it. That is us. That is the show. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you rocking. It's what we do. It's what dreams are made of what we do here (laughs) we are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later